Welcome to the Craft Beer Radio 323 pre-show. Here we are. Hi, audio audience. Hi, video audience. Uh, nobody. Let's see if anyone finds it. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be strange. Yeah, we're just we're testing out video. Uh, we just bought some new equipment. We bought these uh, mic muters. So we have a cough button. And we also have now a, a, a widescreen camera. So when we do interviews and stuff like that, there's uh, not a situation that... Uh... See, that sneeze wasn't nearly as loud as it could have been. Exactly. Yeah, so um, this is, you know, thanks to you guys and your support. Um, that That's, you know, where, where the money for this stuff comes from. And so then the question is, what comes next? What do we buy next? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, this video, ang- this video thing might be something that we mm-hmm. try to do in the future. Studio is really not set up because I'm actually looking away from the camera when I talk into the microphone. Right. So we'd have to come up with a different studio arrangement if we're going to do video. I mean, we could just move ourselves or... or... Yeah. And so what maybe new telescope arms with articulating... Might be able to do that. Those are kind of expensive, especially when you need them like longer. Um, Might make sense to put the camera on this side. On the the, uh, the other side of us, on 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 my left, your right. Yeah. We're just going to mess around with it and see what is worthwhile so let's see here lots of stuff okay first of all harrison ford is a fucking badass <laughs> dude crashes a plane and just gets up like just crash a plane dudes I'm, I'm okay is that how he was i didn't see oh i mean he 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 just had some you know scrapes and stuff okay nothing nothing major Expected to make a full recovery. Cool. First, I thought the dude was just, like, trying to get out of Star Wars any way he can. Like, he broke his leg. He <laughs> crashed his plane. Any way he can to get out of Star Wars. They'll just CGI the whole thing. Mm. So, yeah, but that's... Um, you, you worry. I mean, of course you worry. Guys in a plane crash are like... Oh. And we've lost so many people already this year. Yeah, I mean, all the articles... I mean, I haven't looked into this very closely, but the sub, the subjects of the articles were seriously injured, so I thought serious meant incapacitated for many weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently not. So that's pretty cool. Go on. You have, you have lots of topics here. Yeah, yeah, I was going through. Did you see that Kurt Schilling thing? Yeah, I saw a bit about it. I... I Always a bit wary of Kurt Schilling because he's he is staunchly creationist. Oh, okay. And so it's like, but I mean, what he did was was the right thing to do. I, I mean, in terms of the people he did it to, right? So it's weird, you know. In our corner of the internet, at least my corner of the internet, I don't encounter these raging assholes. You know, the Gamergate guys, yeah, and the people that were. Threatening to do horrible things to Kurt Schilling's daughter in college. Right. People who are like college sports DJs and like with their professional account are saying nasty things about like, you don't think that's going to bite you how? (laughs) And how many times have I said it? The internet is not anonymous. Uh, even even when you take strides to be anonymous, the internet is not anonymous. When you take no strides, well, you're just being dumb. You're just setting yourself up for a fall. Right. 
But yeah, I mean, people are so mean. I mean, I don't see this, but you know, you know, it's being exposed that people are so mean. And like, also, I guess you know, like uh, swatting live streamers and stuff like that, right? We start doing this, we have to worry about getting swatted now, right? <laughs> For live streaming our show, getting swatted. What do you mean? There's a thing where there's a lot of people that live stream video game playing, right? Oh, the Twitch stuff, right? Twitch stuff, right? And it's also fairly common to swat the people while they're playing live. You know what swatting is, right? No idea. You don't know what swatting is? Swatting's where you call the police department and oh. say there's a hostage situation and I've <clears> killed <throat> six people. And you give them the address of the person who's live streaming. So the police bang down the door. <laughs> yes, I do. Know live. That. I didn't recognize it. It had a, had a whole verb <clears throat> attached to it now. Oh, yeah. No, it's swatting. And... Uh, Oh, it's just crazy. So, I mean... I mean, it's just, a, you know, to the people perpetrating it, it's just a prank. But, right. you know, no one, as far as I know, no one's been killed accidentally by a SWAT team yet. But there's a... The risk is much more than your average night out, right? Do they... <laughs> I'm just wondering. I mean, that those... Are, are police departments now more wary of this? Are they... They are. But not everyone... Mm-hmm. Like, I just saw one where the guy was like, you know, down with a knee in his back, you know, hands behind his head. And uh, he's like, I'm live streaming. This is, you know, a prank. You know, I've been swatted. And they, and well, you got to figure the SWAT team, the police officers, their adrenaline's going, right? Mm-hmm. They're in their mode. Right. So they're not. They're in their, I'm, I'm going to hurt black people mode. They're not necessarily ready to receive that kind of input, right? And compute it, you know? Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it's right in front of him, the cough button. He turned his head. There you go. Yes. You know, they're not ready to receive that input and make sense of it. You know, that this is a hoax. There's not five dead people in my bedroom. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't that... I mean, they bust down a door. Who's responsible for that? Well, they generally don't bust the doors down, but they will knock on the door, you know, and are often let in. But, you know, there's several moments of very forceful action to make sure the rooms, the building is safe. And then they calm, they cool down from there. But, you know, there, there's going to be an accident sooner or later. Yeah. Someone's going to get shot. That's an excellent way to, uh, to describe the Internet. <laughs> sooner or later, someone's going to get shot. That's what happens on the internet. Ben Carson thinks being gay is a choice because people go gay in prisons. Okay, I don't know who Ben Carson is. First, he's uh, he, he's this um, he's a neuroscientist, one of the best in the nation. Apparently, he's also a black conservative, so he's a darling. Okay, but he has absolutely like ridiculous views on everything except for neurosurgery. <laughs> he is a, you know, a biblical creationist uh and everything that goes with that. And he recently said on CNN that being gay is absolutely a choice because people in prison go gay. And you'd think that somebody who understands psychology or, or medicine or anything would would understand that you lock a bunch of men up 
you have A, a situation where there's the dominance factors going in, B, a situation where you're locking up people who are sexual creatures and they're going to find some release for it, doesn't mean that people <laughs> are gay mm-hmm. right. because they like wet holes. Right. And, and be aware of like, the research that shows that no, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not at all what... That, that it very much is... Like, we actually see structures in people that are gay that are different than people that are straight in their brains. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Just Ben Cars. It, it shows you that, that people can have a job at something that we think is really, really... I mean, it t- takes a lot to be a very well, uh, well-accomplished well neurosurgeon. That doesn't mean that you're smart in any other way. Right. So, you know, we, we usually think, you know, scientists, you know, if, if you know science and stuff, you're smart. So, like when I try to explain science like that, it's not, I'm not saying I'm smart. It's just because I find it cool. Just because I, you know, I, I'm, try, I'm learning the math and stuff like that. It doesn't mean I'm any smarter than I, than I ever was. It just means I know a little bit, you know, I know something that other people don't know. Doesn't make me smart. What's the weird logic of the halting problem? So are you aware of what the halting problem is? I do not. Okay. So the halting problem is one of the first uh, logic uh, logical decision problems that was solved. Um, it essentially was saying that uh, it was solved by Turing. The idea is that you can't, that there is no way to make a perfect, to to make a machine, to make any program that would absolutely be able to perfectly answer the halting problem. And he came up with a logical proof of this. And I had, I spent like, you know, watched like four videos about it and then read some stuff. And it took me a while to really understand what the heck the logic was because it, it seemed on the face of it to be pretty kind of absurd. And then I finally got it. But it is strange. So the halting problem is, okay, basically, if I have any program, the question is, will the computer run on an infinite loop or will it give an answer it doesn't matter what the program is it's a very generalized situation okay so there are some programs that you know if you put in a certain input it will go in an infinite loop if you give a certain input it will give you an answer it will halt so the question was is it possible to create a machine to create some program that would be able to analyze any program and correctly predict whether it will halt or not okay so the way that turing said no you can't is he imagined okay just he he used the uh the concept of um of the appeal to ridicule but basically he he showed that it wasn't possible in any way by saying okay let's say we have one of these It, it it is a perfect program it is a perfect program that can t- tell what, whatever you input into it, it will say whether it will halt or not. Okay, so let's say you have one of these, and then at the end of it, you stick something that will take whatever it says, and if it says that the program will halt, then this machine will run forever. So it won't halt. And if it says that this, and if this, the, the halting program says that it won't halt, then says it'll run forever, then this machine says it will halt. So it takes it, it takes the answer from the halting machine and reverses it. Okay. Right? 
So you t- call this machine. So you call the, the, the first machine H. You call the machine that has the halter and the, the sort of anti-machine H prime. Then you take H prime and you feed into it H prime. Okay. So no. So the problem is if you feed into it H prime, and again, we don't know what the halting program will say, but the halting program will say one of two things. If the halting program says that H prime will halt, then H prime doesn't halt. It goes on forever. So the halting program was wrong. If the halting program says H prime will go on forever, what comes out of the machine is that it will stop. So the halting program, again, was wrong. Okay. So do you understand why that's, I mean, do you, do you get it? Why that no, is a negation? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Because why does adding a negator change anything, right? Okay. So the answer is the halting program is not analyzed. Is, is, there's no information that's being left out of the halting program. Halting program knows how that it's getting both the halting program and the negator. And yet it still won't be able to produce the correct answer. So the point is really that a universal halting program that always works is impossible. Okay. That's the broad point. And that's why the logic's weird. Because if you just say, well, you can consider a situation where the machine wouldn't work. Well, that's not the, that's not the problem. The problem is, can a machine that always works be made? Can, a, can, a, can you make a logical problem that can always be solved? Or can you make a machine that will always solve a particular logical problem? And the answer is no. Okay. That's the halting problem. That's the weird logic of the halting problem. Okay. I don't think I followed the whole thing. I tried, but I have to get some diagrams or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I could draw it for you, but I would just be restating it. Yeah, no, that's okay. We'll look into it later. Uh, so Star Wars Rebels just finished their season one. I've been yes. watching it with Max. I've been having a lot of fun watching it. Pretty good season finale. Uh, I I think it's really good series. I mean, I, I'm trying to figure how much how much of this is it being a really good series, and how much is this me just loving the hell out of watching this with my son, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I think it's a pretty good series. Um, brought in some characters, some well-known characters. Spoiler alert, I guess. But uh, Darth Vader makes an appearance at the very end, so he's going to be in season two. Uh, from what I've read, he's not going to be a regular character. They're like basically saying like Darth Vader's like a, a level eighty character, and these rebels are like a level three or four. So like they can't they can't really they can't really square off, right? Right. But uh, he's going to be guiding the attacks, I guess. They said the next season's going to be more like Empire Strikes Back as opposed to the first season being more like A New Hope. So okay. it's not going to really end in a staggering. Plus, success. I mean, we already know what happens to Darth Vader. You can't really change that story right, much, right? Right. That story's been told. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Ashoka Tano from the Clone Wars, right? Um, Anakin's Padawan 
She turned out to be <laughs> no idea. Okay. She turned out to be the the person that was kind of organizing the different resistance cells. The characters in the show being one of them. So she made an appearance at the end of the at the end of the finale. So Anakin Skywalker had a had a Padawan in the Clone Wars. It was not in the movies, right? It's between episodes two and three. Wait, I, I'm between episodes two and three. Had a Padawan, but that was never referenced in the movies. No, in the Clone Wars, it was. I mean, the Clone Wars series. Oh, know, some stuff, some thing. Well, that, yeah, well, it's I'm, still <laughs> it's still Star Wars canon, but okay. Um, if you say so, I do say so. Yeah, pretty silly. And then uh, it's coming back. It's it's actually coming back. I think in the fall. So they're actually going to get another season in. Or up, you know, the Star Wars Disney is loading the pipeline with Star Wars shit. Well, they're loading the pipeline with everything. Yeah, right. they got Star Wars. They got Marvel. They got yeah. But they're loading. So they're there's going to be another, another series of Rebels before Episode Seven comes out. There's also going to be <laughs> practicing my cough button. There's, also going to be a series from the point of view of C-3PO and R2-D2. And it says it's going to cover the entire timeline of all the movies. Like, you get to see those from the droid's point of view or something like that. Doesn't the whole thing fall apart when you consider the droid's point of view? I mean, I guess I'll try to find some well, way It's going to be Lego. So it's going to be like the Yoda Chronicles where they're Lego. I didn't like the Yoda Chronicles that I've seen because it... Like Darth Vader's like slapstick, and yeah, well, well, C- well, and C three PO is slapstick from eight and you know from start to finish. So I can't wait to see how he's portrayed in this, but we'll see. So yeah, there's like a, at least two more a new series and another season before Episode Seven comes out. So mm-hmm. they're packing the pipeline with Star Wars shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Hey, look, I mean, I'm sorry. There's just some things I, that, you know, just like you, with some stuff I talk about, there's some stuff I just don't care about. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is on Netflix. It's uh, it's Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. They, they they made a show. NBC commissioned them to make a show. And uh, and then they, then they rejected it. And Netflix picked it up. And uh, I just watched the first like seven episodes, and it's hilarious. It's the new Thirty Rock. Okay, it is so good. I mean, it's got this. It, it's got the Thirty Rock, uh, the whole viewpoint down, and and, and the okay. jokes and stuff. So it's really funny. I recommend well, it if you like 30, if you like Thirty Rock, you'd like this. It's got Ellie Kemper in it. She was the the replacement for Pam in the office behind the desk. Okay, she's the star. Okay, yeah, she is a. I could see her doing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I bolded it here on our notes instead of crossed it out. <laughs> so tell me about the escape room. The escape room. I can't tell you about the escape room. It'll ruin the surprise. You can tell you about the escape room. First, explain what it is. I, I'll, I'll explain the premise. I don't want to spoil anything here. I'll, tell, I'll spoil it for you when we're not recording. How about that? Okay. Just in case. Someone right. sure. wants to sure. okay. do it. Um, so there is, they're in different cities now. I don't know if they're a franchise, but there's Escape Room Pittsburgh now. And it's over in Greenfield, right beside Huff's. What is it? 
it is it's a live action puzzle so you get a group of people and they lock you in a room and there's clues and puzzles and the goal is to get out of the room in an hour by finding the door has a combination lock on it so you need to find the combination for the door but there's a series of many puzzles before you can get that far so you're just going through and you really don't know what you're looking for when you walk when they lock you in the room so there's clues there's red herrings right. you don't know if the clue if you're working on the clues you're going to be roadblocked roadblocked by later because you're working down not the primary path but a secondary path you know things like that so it was a lot of fun we did it at work all of QA and uh, us two in IT went and we did the one that's called Escape from Dr. Stein's Lab. It was a it was a very contrived storyline of Einstein nuclear bomb. <laughs> There's some Heisenberg in there, uh, you know, like like Breaking Bad Heisenberg. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> very contrived, but I mean. The plot is kind of secondary to solving the puzzles. (laughs) Don't break the fourth wall, man. Don't break the fourth Uh, wall. Consider it broken. (laughs) Smash. Um, It's fun. It's really fun. And I will spoil it for you off the air, but I really don't want to... If someone wants to do this, I don't want to talk about some of the strategies they use and things like that. Because We can mute our mics. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and i think there's something special about the first time because like now i'm looking for certain formulas like you know certain hidden things and certain ways of delivering a clue right but the first time it's all new so that version time i think is a special time if you like playing those kinds of games so they got two rooms set up in pittsburgh they have escape from dr stein's lab and prison break Half the team did the prison break one, other one did ha- other half did Dr. Stein's lab. And they're probably going to change the rooms up every year or so. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can play them both, come back in a year, you have two new ones to play. So, uh, <laughs> you threw me off. Like, I heard it get a little bit quieter. I'm like, can I talk? Check, check. I can talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I recommend Escape Room. It's a lot of fun. It'd be a group of three to five people, you know, a couple. I don't know. Just it's fun. Yeah, I've always been wondering why why we burp so much. That it never occurred to me. I don't know. It should have. Of course, we we burp a lot. We're talking a lot. Uh We're doing a lot of stuff with our with our diaphragms and stuff. We're we're causing that stuff to come up. So yeah, of course we're going to burp a lot. So that's another reason why I thought these were important to have was Mm -hmm. we've been making more noise on the show. We should have got them a long time ago. I just I thought about a while ago and I discounted the idea because we weren't in sound rooms. But in reality, it, that was a false yeah. idea. What else do we have here? Did you see that, uh, uh, was it MicroTorrent or uTorrent? Yes. It has Bitcoin mining stuff in it? Right. Oops. <laughs> you, know what, you know what the worst thing about it was? What's that? It wasn't even Bitcoin, it was Litecoin. Uh, (laughs) not even the one that people you know are convinced to actually pay money for (laughs) but litecoin is the memory hard one that's the one that can't be obsoleted by advances in computing power right so that's the one where it's okay if it's on a whole bunch of mediocre machines because it's different than you can't have like asic farms like they do for bitcoin 
Right. Yeah, because it has to, you have to populate RAM, and RAM doesn't hasn't expand in it doesn't have Moore's law. The RAM capacity doesn't quite follow Moore's law, so you have to actually write out all kinds of RAM, and then you have pointers that point you all around the memory heap. And if you don't have the entire memory heap written out, you can't follow all the pointers. There's not a way to short circuit that or parallelize that like you can with Bitcoin. Okay, tantric wet dream. What is that? <laughs> I had a wet dream the other night, uh-huh. and that happens. I felt like fucking sting. Like I, I don't know if time. It felt like I had like was coming for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like in the dream, like you know, I was I was with this chick, and I went. You know, I'm I'm somewhat lucid at this point, right? Mm. I'm not like I'm not lucid enough to say, okay, let's do some crazy dream stuff with this girl. But yeah. you know, enough to know, but like, this is good. Let's let's ride this one, right, you know. Yeah. And um, and then I came again and again <laughs> and again, and soon the room was just full of cum. Well, <laughs> and then I woke up like after the like the fourth ejaculation, and I'm pretty sure i physically came like that much it was like a tantric orgasm wow <laughs> awesome i mean what else yeah. is it hey well, like, there's a little cleaning afterwards you had a great time i know it's like whoa i felt like sting <laughs> well i'm really i'm really happy for you <laughs> i'm glad you're happy for me i figured it was a great uh probably should save it for the post show but you know We've talked about worse, yeah, more personal uh, things than that. I, I I took a look at this um, guitar slug <laughs> solos photos. I it's just not funny to me at all. No, not at all. I mean, just looking at like, I mean, I'm, it's it's an absurd juxtaposition, and and I guess the absurdity is, is but it it didn't like strike, didn't tickle anything in my in my oh, brain. Okay. Like, oh my god, that's so funny. So there's a bunch of pictures. If you search for. Uh, Guitar slug solo. Guitar solo. Yeah, slug solos. They took a bunch of guys doing guitar solos with like crunched, like faces that either look like angry or scared or just really stressed, right? You know, like, you know, think of, you know, uh, Eddie Van Halen ripping off a guitar solo, right? And they photoshopped out the guitar and put in this giant slug that he's holding with both hands. It looks like he's like wrestling the slug to the death, you know, and they just have a whole bunch of those. I thought it was entertaining greg disagrees i i i didn't realize that that was actually the, the purpose um i i thought that it was just hey we replaced the uh hey we, we replaced the guitars with slugs isn't that cool but, yeah i mean but it looks like everyone's now, fighting slugs now i'm seeing that there is actually a a second thing where they're like oh my god get this slug away from me yeah, it's either get it away from me, or I'm going to kill this slug, or, oh, the slug's disgusting. Like the Bruce Springsteen when he's, like, disgusted by it, or he's, like, his head's turned away from it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I guess it gives another dimension, but it's still not that. Okay. It doesn't, you know, strike me as all that funny. But it might strike other There's people. another link about bass players holding giant dogs. It's not as good as the slug one, though. You'll find it linked on the side there somewhere. Okay. But. Hey, that's I, I can't. I not can't, everything's a winner. I can't impress Greg today, not in the least. 
Um, we pretty well, much tore through this list, didn't we? Yeah. Is there any of this beer stuff we can go over? I mean, we uh, don't. Yeah, we could just, probably do some of the beer yeah. stuff. So there's this thing I put like Ranger Creek won best of show whiskey at the recent uh, whiskey thing. And so I just posed this question here, like, how do they win best of creek, best of show whiskey, when those infected to a T barrel aged beers are what they said? Uh, their brewer may be different from their whiskey guy. Could be, or they just don't have a very good barrel program. Yeah, but. yeah, that that could be it too. I don't know what would be lesser here to talk about. Um, we can't talk about all of these. How to be a beer enthusiast without being an asshole? What was that story about? Okay, so that's that was yeah. We can talk about that. that that's good for the for the uh, for the show, for the non-show, I should say. Let me let me bring that up. I thought it was a, a decent a decent story because it, it came off of that. You sent me the link to. Uh, the, the the Jason sort of own thing whatever uh-huh. uh, and he was reacting horribly to uh, to a clickbait article oh. like you know ridiculously angry at it but one of the links in that article was to this thing which is uh, from uh, Adequate Man which is part of Deadspin uh, how to be a beer enthusiast without being a beer asshole and it's a it, it's a bunch of uh, Tips, some of them I think are good, some of them are, are not so good. Um, like, first one, craft beer doesn't really mean shit anymore if it ever did. And I kind of agree with that. It's saying essentially that just because something is a, is a craft beer that by the Brewer Association definition doesn't necessarily mean that that's the end-all be-all of good beer. Mm-hmm. Craft beer, you know, if you want craft beer to mean good beer, then it means something different than if you want craft beer to mean this market segment that we're talking about. Right. Well, it's like, you know, when you talk about craft beer, you almost have to ask, which which kind of craft beer? Right. Right. I mean, it depends on which way you're using the descriptor. is, and, and I would use it different ways depending on the context as well. Yeah. Number two, and I, you know, I was a little skeptical until I read his point, was two, everyone likes hops. And his point is not that everyone likes super hoppy beers, but that... If you didn't have hops, all beers would taste like cola. So everyone likes hops. You just have to, you know, get past. Not everyone likes super hoppy things, but everyone's going to like hops to a certain degree. Reasonable point. Right. Uh, number three, no need to be a grain snob. I, I kind of agree with this too, right? I mean, just because something is uh, is made with adjunct doesn't mean it's bad. Okay. Number four, yeast matters. Well, we've been showing that very fir- well firsthand. Yeast does matter. Number five, you like lager. Trust me, you like lager. Totally agree. Okay. I would say there's, it's not super cut and dry. Number yeah. six, get your nose in and out as quickly as possible. Eh, we don't. Uh, he, his point is just it makes you look like a douchebag. That's not what we, you know, we don't care. We're trying to analyze these beers, mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily good for us. His point is if you're doing it out in the pub, in public, you shouldn't do it because it makes you look like too much of a beer snob. I say do what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, to, uh, just it, if, if you want to sniff a beer, you want to just enjoy the smell, do it. Um, number seven, 
don't waste beer, which basically means don't don't spit out your beer at a beer fest. You know, drink it. That's not wise. I mean, don't spit. No one spits their beer like they well, do yeah, at a wine yeah, fest. He's saying, he's saying don't make don't treat it like a wine fest. That doesn't make any sense to me because no one does, and. If anyone's going to try to interpret what he just said, they're going to say, "Don't pour out your non-empty sample glasses. Finish every." Uh, that's not of all no, the he, samples. No, he doesn't say that because oh, okay. he he says um, uh, you can handle the first sip, no matter how gross it may be. And then, if you just can't face the daunting task of sucking down the remaining three sips in a little sample glass, then I guess you can toss it and embarrass your family. <laughs> oh wait, so he's saying don't spit it out because you don't like it? I guess not. I guess he is. Don't, but don't ever spit beer out on purpose. It's unnecessary and obnoxious. That shit's for the winos. I would say... Okay. Oh, whatever. I, I would say don't... Yeah, don't ever, like, if you're just disgusted by a beer, especially in front of the brewery, don't go... Bleh. <laughs> but that's just, you're at a that's beer just fest, social you, grace. If you're at a beer fest, you're not going to hate beer that much that yeah. something's going to make you yeah. gag. Number eight, taste from light to heavy. We kind of do that on the show. We can't. We, we try. Number nine, dark beers are not stronger than light beers. True. Number ten, uh, freshness matters to a point. Uh, yeah, freshness matters, in, especially in IPAs. Number eleven, be wary of bars with too many taps because of freshness. Right, I mean, because if if a bar has a hundred taps, then you know there may be some interesting pilsner on there that uh, people aren't going on. So the guy isn't going to be recycling that; he's just going to keep it on on that hundredth tap until it goes away. And so that beer is is probably not going to be fresh. You know, when we were talking to Hart, he was saying how uh, at Piper's they don't have too many taps on because right. they, they don't, you know, they 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 sell beer that'll sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 12 demand politely that your beer be poured properly foam typically consists of about 25% beer by volume so if a harried bartender on a busy night tries to get you, give you a pint that's half foam know that it will settle into 10 ounces of beer when all is said and done you paid for 16 I don't know if we go to many bars that are like that so that's not something that we fall, that we find ourselves coming into. So that's uh, how to be. A, there you go. That's the article. Okay, I don't know. Jeff, I, I'm not a huge, up. not a huge fan of articles that tell you how to act. No, that are. I'm trying to figure out the the best way to put it, but you know the. craft beer for the everyman as opposed to the craft beer for the nerd or the snob you know well this is this is more telling yeah i guess well why not why, okay that's a good question why not why why shouldn't craft beer be for the everyman well no i'm saying there's i've you know there's so many articles about don't be a you know, it's like the the premise, the the tone of the article is "Don't be a douchebag." 
Mm-hmm. And then the content of the article is, you know, I'm being a douchebag about telling you how. To well, no, it's 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 mostly things that are not douchebaggery. You know, it's it's watering down the experience. Water. I don't use. I don't know what term, what adjective I want to use, but it's you know, dumbing down the experience because. Well, you no know, article is going to define yeah. the experience completely. Right. No, I mean, you know, you need a you need a book to at least to to grasp the subject on a whole, right? Yeah. So I'm just not, a, you know, this whole this genre of article, you know, this might not be as bad as some of the other ones. I mean, cuz this one is how to be a beer enthusiast without being an a-hole. I like the headline, right? Mm-hmm. But from experience, I know I'm not going to like the article. Fair enough. So. I just thought it was we could talk about a little bit about what it, what it says and th- so there were some it, there were some decent things that come out of that uh, that dumb article from the Guardian. Mm-hmm. Did you see the the beer baby bottle that was making the rounds? No. Yeah, there's I, it's not much. There's nothing really to talk about if you search for beer baby bottle. You'll see pictures of baby bottles that are made up, made to look up like, made to look like beer bottles. People will complain. Uh, Other people will buy them as novelty gifts. But that's about it. I mean... (laughs) I'd be more worried about, like, you know, making it look like... I don't know. Heroin doesn't come in bottles. (laughs) Someone's going to say, now your child's going to be confused and might grab the real beer and drink that, right? Really? Someone will someone will make that argument. Yeah, I guess so. Wanna get on to the show? Let's do it. Let's get on to the show. We got a lot of beers to take care of. Take sweet, sweet care of that beer. Oh, we forgot to even record the uh 